Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the season recap edition of the Liner to Left podcast, the Robert Morris softball podcast. And it was a very good season for Army softball. But first, it's Tyler Gallo alongside Ethan Morrison today. It's not Colby Sherwin, who hosted alongside uh, the last couple of times. I'm not sure where Colby has been lately, but I don't think he wanted to join us today anyways. Um, so Ethan was there for one of the last series games, but this team unfortunately ran into a brick wall in the Horizon League tournament, and that was Youngstown State in the first game. And then the second game, a team they handled pretty well in Oakland. Uh, they lost to Youngstown State to necessitate a second game. They lost 7 nothing. Ellie Buffenbarger tossed, tossed her third shutout against RMU this season, which unbelievable. And Ethan was at all of the Youngstown State games during the regular season, was not happy about it. Um, and then Oakland, they had a furious comeback um, in the last inning, but unfortunately lost 5-4. to four. So, Ethan, first off, what are your thoughts on this season? It was a it was a pretty uh, pretty good season, pretty great season, actually, for the team. It's first in the Horizon League. Yeah, let's, uh, let's start with the good here. Um, they did have one heck of a season uh, compared to their ones in the NEC. I mean, I, I think you had a stat out here. What was what? How many years has it been since they've had this good of a record? I think it was twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. So it's been, it's been a while for Army softball to have like a really solid season, and they did just that this year. Natalie Higgins, I think she batted over four hundred for the year. So a nice way to go out for her, even though they weren't able to win the Horizon League uh, tournament. Uh, but, you know, overall, I mean, they had some uh, nice key contributors. Uh, Charlotte Grover in her freshman year, uh, just be able to go out there and perform the way she, that she did throughout the year. She was a mainstay in the starting lineup for most of the season. I mean, just for her to, you know, get her feet under her in her freshman year, she can only go up from here, and she already had an incredible season. Um, but, you know, I mean, then just going into this tournament, I thought they would have fared well. I mean, they split the series against against Youngstown State um, uh, towards the end of April. So I was like, okay, if they have to face this team in the tournament, I think they might be able to pull one out. But, you know, Buffenbarger, um, just an incredible pitcher. Uh, she had the Colonial number, Gall- uh, Tyler, like you said, um, all year long. Um, so, I mean, they ran, they ran, they ran into a – a talented team in Youngstown State. They lose that game. And then Oakland, who I thought, oh, they might have a chance to, you know, uh, stick around in the tournament since it was double elimination against Oakland. They went down in that game early, tried to come back in the uh, final innings there, but, I mean, weren't able to complete the comeback. They're losing 5-4. to four, But, you know, just once again, a, a nice overall season, even though, I mean, this – these two losses in the Horizon League tournament will kind of leave a sour taste in their mouth, and hopefully give them a lot of motivation, a lot of motivation heading heading into next season. Right, and they were behind the eight ball from the beginning. They were slated to rank ninth in the Horizon League preseason poll way back when. Um, but you know, the players won't say this, but you can definitely see that they were probably nervous. I mean, they were probably nervous. It was two huge games, and you know, um, they. They had two uncharacteristically bad pitching performances in both games. Um, I think Dana Vitekis gave up five runs in one of the innings that she pitched against Youngstown State, and you know she was pretty good for the rest of the game. And then Madison Riggle gave up five runs early against Oakland, and it was just something we didn't really see because the hitting sort of fell apart. Faith Miller was really the only one that hit during uh, consistently throughout the tournament, and she was named to the all-tournament team to boot. Um, but this team is going to be back. I am confident in this team, confident in the way Jax Varner runs the program, and they're going to get a lot of good recruits coming in as well. 
Um, this team is is good, and there's and I think I think they might get Elena York returning to the team. I'm not sure, not confirmed about that, but uh, it's going to be tough losing two of their you know their leaders in Madison Riggle and uh, Natalie Higgins. But like you said, Higgins batted 415, I believe, or 412 or something, something, something like crazy that. this year. Um, which uh, yeah, it's 415, and it was I believe that's second all time, and the only set the second player only to hit uh, 400 in history, joining Carrie Meyer who hit 418 back in 2005. Literally nothing else you could have asked for for this team this year, a team that was very counted out and a team that really no one talks about on campus enough. Um, is a team that, like, it's really enjoyable to go out and watch a game at the field. Everybody can go. You can go sit up at the top of the hill and just watch. And they played well. They rewarded the people that actually showed up to the games this year. Um, their low point was that series in Green Bay where they lost 3 or 4, and then they earned at least a split in the remaining series. They went 17-10 and 10 in their final 27 games. Um Ethan, what are you most looking forward to for next season after seeing this team in its first season just do as well as they did? I mean, Tyler, like you said before, I mean, they're in a, they're an exciting team to watch. Yes, we you lose uh, Riggle and Higgins, but you know everyone else. I mean, I think is slated to return. So I mean, just just having that you know core group return from this team, I think is a huge boost for them. Just you know, just being able to see them play and compete again. Um, you know, hopefully getting some more non-conference games in there as well. Um, maybe against some higher competition, maybe get their get their name out there a little bit. That that will be exciting to see. But you know, just just being able to return that core, and you know, um, yeah, just just being able to return that core and ret- uh, hopefully return and have uh, a night uh, a better season or not a better season, the same the same type of season they had this year. I think that that, that will be a really exciting thing. Uh, to see and see how they can compete in uh, next season. Right. And their lack of non-conference games was tough for them this year. They did have two of them or two series. I mean, a couple of years ago, they went and played UCLA. So it wouldn't be, um, wouldn't be out of the question for them to go and maybe play a team that is a bit higher up and they may not win, but it'd be good to get them out on the map. Um, a couple of honors I want to talk about. Uh, we mentioned the all tournament team for fifth Miller, but Natalie Higgins was named to the all horizon league first team. And why wouldn't she be? I'm surprised she wasn't. Horizon League Player of the Year, but Kayla Weddle was just way too good for UIC this season. Had I, I think she sort of matched Higgins stat for stat this season, but just had the edge in a couple of others, so she got it. And Pitcher of the Year, I believe, was Ellie Buffenbarger as well, or someone on Youngstown State. Uh, just a very good season anyway. You slice it. Two unsung heroes I really want to mention are Faith Miller and... Um, oh yeah, also Charlotte Grover made the freshman team. I forgot about that one. Um, but uh, Faith Miller and... Rachel Reinhardt had two very under-the-radar good seasons. Miller started off really well and then sort of faded down the low, but she had a pretty good year for herself. And then Rachel Reinhardt had a sub-3 ERA, the only pitcher on the staff, because I mean, we were talking about Patekis all season long being the, the person that goes out there and is the best pitcher, but Rachel Reinhardt did well when she pitched and really shut it down. But, Ethan, you were at um, the final two series of the year. Just what did you see out of this team? I mean, you were only at one game or one set of games before the heavens opened up in Cleveland state. Um, just what did you see from this team over the last two series? I mean, I mean, not just the past two series, but all year we've seen this team compete and, you know, come from behind in so many games. Um, they did that in the Cleveland, in the game that I, the games that I went up to in Cleveland state, uh, actually only that first game that they lot, they dropped the second game in the uh, first uh, on that Friday doubleheader. But, you know, just just seeing them be able to come from behind and win is, is something special. And I think, like um, in that Youngstown State series, we saw that um, those two extra inning victories, and then just you know, um, 
And then, yeah, once again against Cleveland State where they were able to come from behind after after a rough start. I mean, like you said, Rachel Reinhardt uh, at Cleveland State, she had like six strikeouts and I think only like three innings. I mean, it was it was – it was nice to see, and it's, it's, it was something that they needed to, you know, help help get the bats going um, against against a Cleveland State team that struggled, but you know, kind of had the Colonials number uh, on Friday for 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 the most part. But you know, just just once again, just those those last two series, we saw a lot of them just just not not giving up, and you know, just continuing to fight. Right, and while she didn't really uh, have a great season from batting, Rachel Reinhardt, she did a great job um, pitching, and you know she was on both sides of the ball like Madison Riggle was. Um, this team um, overall on the year, they um, they batted two seventy. They had thirty home runs, and then they pitched to a three point four two ERA, which I think you'll take basically any season. That's a solid year any way you slice it out of the squad. But I'm confident they'll be back. I mean. The Horizon League didn't strike me as the conference that was going to light the world on fire against them. While there was three teams that were better than the season, and we saw that in the tournament: UIC, Youngstown State. Uh, Young UIC actually won. They knocked down the giant of Youngstown State. Um, but yeah, this team literally after they split Detroit Mercy and then they went to Green Bay and it just fell apart. And that was we talked to Jax Varner and he's like, "Yeah, that was the low point. That was where." We knew we needed to pick things up. It was a long and tough trip, and it was like nine, eight, nine hours drive. I'm not sure how long that is, but um, and they dropped three or four, and then they came back and they took three or four from Oakland, who is the team they lost to the tournament. But it was just a good season, really, any way you can put it, this year for the team. And I'm confident that they'll be back in some way next year, um, maybe with more more fans in the stands, and maybe potentially getting more trips to go on this next year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, as we'll see next season, most of the people will return. We won't see Madison Riggle or Natalie Higgins next year, but obviously they're going to have some freshmen come in and take over. I don't know if they're going to have as much of an impact this year as some of the freshman class did. Um, we saw great performances from a lot of the freshmen this year, specifically Charlotte Grover. I mean, Catalina Saxon was there. Jane Garver pitched pretty well when she was out there. Um, but it was a good season all around. Um, hopefully we can talk to Jex in a little bit to get his take sort of on the season. You know, I know this team is definitely going to miss uh, Madison Riggle and Natalie Higgins as they go forward, but the team can always adjust to that. I mean, after their season was wiped out in 2020, the team came back and did exactly what they did in 2020 and played really, really well. While they didn't get to play in a conference season in 2020, in 2021 they did, and they were pretty good. After going from a team that was sort of in the bottom of the NEC for however many years, uh, they come out and they dominate in the horizon. Not dominate, but they were out there. They were never say die. I mean – I couldn't tell you how many times they came back late um, in games we were at all season long, but it was just fun to watch this team. If you have anything else to say, then you can add it right now. I mean, yeah, Tyler, like you said, I mean, just, just, uh, I'll say it again, just them being able to compete and, you know, go all seven or even more innings. Like, like we saw them all year long and, you know, compete with those top teams in the conference. I mean, you can't, I, I can't be more excited for, for next season to see what they can do. All right, and we got a brand new logo here as well, so I hope you guys enjoyed that logo for this podcast. But once again, it's been the season recap edition of the Liner to Left podcast, the Robert Morris softball podcast. Thank you for listening so much. We will see you next time. Hopefully it's with Coach Jex Varner. We're going to try to set up something with him soon. But it's been Tyler Gallo and Ethan Morrison, not Colby Sherwin, and we will see you next time.